This past spring, myself and a couple of other seminarians had the amazing opportunity to go to Rome for Holy Week and Easter. We were mainly there as a bit of a vacation, but we were also there to visit a few of our friends, other seminarians who were studying there. And so on Holy Thursday morning, we went to St. Peter's Basilica for the Chrism Mass. That's the Mass where they bless the holy oils that are going to be used throughout the year. And at St. Peter's, the Mass was obviously presided over by the Holy Father. And we came in our cassocks and surplices like good seminarians would. But unfortunately, we got there a little late, or later than we wanted. So we had seats all the way in the back, as far away as you possibly could be from the middle aisle, where everybody wants to be to watch the Holy Father. And I was a little bit disappointed by this. I, I had wanted some better seats. But we settled there, and that's where we were going to be. Until about five minutes before Mass was supposed to start, one of my friends, Andrew, whispered something to one of the ushers walking by in Italian. To this day, I still don't know what he said. And the, the usher simply told us, follow me. And he kept taking us forward and forward and forward until we were directly behind the high altar at St. Peter's, front row, in a section of seats all to ourselves with a completely unimpeded view of Mass that was about to start. And we learned about five minutes later that the reason that whole section was open was because it was the server section. Now, we didn't get to serve that Mass, but it was still an unbelievable experience. I think I crossed about eight things off my bucket list that very morning. It really, uh, really was something once in a lifetime. So the moral of that story is learn a little bit of Italian. Uh, no. The moral of the story is humility like we heard in the gospel today, because that story would not have happened if we would have tried to have gotten extra seats. We were so far back that we were close enough to the ushers handing out programs, and that's the only way that that whole thing happened. But oftentimes, we don't like humility, because it involves us learning some tough lessons, or even involves a little bit of embarrassment or shame. Humility is a reminder for us that we are not the center of the universe. Because we don't like to take low places. We want what we feel what we deserve. But our gospel today reminds us that we shouldn't let life get to our head or think that we are more important than who we are. And now as important as this type of humility is, humility between people, I'll call it horizontal humility, there's another more important form of humility, and that's the humility that we have to have before God. I'll call it vertical humility. So horizontal humility, humility between people, vertical humility between us and God. And while today, yes, we can argue that horizontal humility needs some work in our world, I think the more pressing issue is that humility before God. And one of the ways that I think this is so most important, though, is because it's the most fundamental form of humility. We can't be humble with other people unless we are first humble before God. And there's a bit of a dangerous undercurrent, I think, to maybe modern theology or modern religious practice that goes against this form of humility before God. And that is that we want to be saved, but in our way, not God's. And we want salvation on our terms. I think this is manifested whenever people might say things like, oh, I wish the church would say this, or I wish Christ wouldn't have said that. We've all heard this on a number of different issues and topics. 
But that would be like us going to a doctor and say, Doctor, I want to be cured, but on my terms only. No, it doesn't work like that. When we do that, we think that we are better, or at least no more, than the church or God himself, or that our way or our agenda is seemingly more important than the gospel. Wanting salvation on our terms is like trying to take that seat at the table that is above our pay grade, as we heard in the gospel. And while we might not explicitly say so, we certainly act as if we are more important than God, or at least that we're the ones calling the shots. That's not true. God is God, and we aren't. I was reminded of this last year when a priest at the seminary in one of his homilies looked us all very seriously dead in the eye and said, gentlemen, the difference between you and God is that God doesn't think he's you. No, God is God and we aren't. That's something for all of us really to take to heart. We all want to go to heaven, but we can't do it on our terms. We have to do it on God's terms. And this requires humility. It requires us to move toward God, not God to move toward us, not for him to bend to us, but for us to go to God, for us to make the move. It requires us to get on our knees and pray. And even that simple posture of kneeling, I think, can really drive home that point for us. Because when we're in our houses and we're having to get down on our hands and knees for something, it's normally doing something that is humbling us a little bit, maybe like cleaning a floor. And kneeling is one of those little bitty pious things, again, that drives this point home for us. It's why we kneel at Mass, why we kneel in front of the Eucharist, and why even back in the day we'd receive communion kneeling, to give us a little bit of a glimpse of the humility that we need before God. Because God is God and we aren't. And another way that we we can live out this humility is whenever we go to confession. You know, when I go to confession, I love to go while kneeling. It, it humbles me every time I go. Whenever I'm sitting down in confession, I feel like I'm on a psychiatrist's couch. No, kneeling is a great little way to remind me of the humility that I need. Now, we have to remember that we do this not so that God can lord it over us, so that we can be his servile minions. No. Whenever we realize our nothingness, our frailty before God, It's a reminder for us of how humble God was when he became one of us. I'll say that again. Whenever we realize our smallness, our frailty, our nothingness before God, it's a reminder of how humble God was when he became one of us and how much he loves us. God's humility far outdoes our humility. And as humble as we're called to be, we will never come close to the humility of God. Talk about getting down on your hands and knees. When God became a human being, that was taking the lowest job. God's humility allows us to approach him, to come to him, and to receive grace. We would not be able to do these things if he hadn't become a human being and humbled himself. God is truly the exemplar of humility, and we're called to do the same in our daily lives. So let us pray today that we can be humble, not just to our brothers and sisters, but before God himself, to recognize our frailty as God's creatures so that we can grow in our love for the God who humbled himself, became one of us, and never ceases to give us his blessings.